Go ahead and open your Bibles, and uh, we're trying to work out the sound here. Uh, go ahead and stay standing. I'm not going to read much Bible, at least to start with tonight. I have a message, uh, certainly Bible principles. I probably don't have as many Bible references in it as some of the men have had. Uh, Romans chapter 12. Romans chapter 12, verses 1 and 2. Well, if you get mentioned something about surrender, and that's what I want to preach about tonight, good uh, youth conference, youth rally, national young fundamentalist topic. It wouldn't be camp or youth conference or youth rally or whatever uh, if somebody didn't preach about surrendering your life to God some point during the week. And that's uh, what I think God is, I feel sure God's laid on my heart for tonight. Romans 12, verses 1 and 2. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that ye may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Father, I pray that you'd bless the time that we have here tonight. Holy Spirit, uh, you speak to hearts, please. I can speak to ears. But only you can speak to hearts, and I pray you do that tonight. Lead and guide my mind. Help me to emphasize what I should and lead and direct. Pray that you'd work in hearts again in Jesus' name. Amen. Go ahead and be seated if you would. I want to preach to you tonight, talk to you tonight about being surrendered to the will of God. And again, you come to a youth conference, a youth rally, you figure somebody's going to preach on that sooner or later. In some ways, and it's, it's a natural topic, and, and what we mean by it, certainly I'm in favor of. I think all of us are. Uh, but on the other hand, in some ways, it's kind of an odd topic. As I started thinking about preaching about being surrendered to the will of God, I thought, well, let me look in my concordance and find where the word surrender appears in the Bible. And so I looked in the, uh, I think looked first in the one that I have on my iPhone and uh, looked on that and uh, it didn't pull up anything, but it didn't quite say nothing either. And so then I checked eSword and uh, found out, you know, the word surrender or surrendered or surrendery or anything else, you know, the various versions of it that you find in the dictionary. I mean, it doesn't appear in the Bible. Uh, word surrender just isn't in there. And now, again, it's a topic we talk about all the time. Certainly, you ought to be willing to do whatever God wants you to do in your life. And uh, each of us ought to be willing to say, God, I'm yielded to you. I'm surrendered to you, to use that word. I'm surrendered to do whatever you want me to do. But again, the word surrender uh, doesn't quite appear in the Bible. And I use the word sometimes, too, in preaching or talking, talking to the young people, say you ought to be surrendered to the will of God in your life. But on the other hand, there's a part of the word surrender in some ways that I don't like when we're talking about the will of God. Because when you think about what surrender is, I mean, it's kind of like, boy, we've been captured. We've been, uh, you know, we've, we've got no choice. They've got us surrounded. They're going to kill us. They're going to take us off into prison camp somewhere. But I guess that's better than dying. And so I'm going to surrender. As far as that goes, Webster's 18.28, one of the definitions says, in part, to give up upon compulsion or demand as to, in, to surrender to an enemy. And, you know, when you surrender your life to serve God, you're not surrendering to an enemy. And, uh, you know, the compulsion or command, I mean, it's the sense in which God, we owe it to him. But on the other hand, it's not like he's standing there with a gun saying, do this or I'm going to blow your brains out. Or he's standing there with a whip and say, are you ready to surrender yet, boy? I'm going to, sur I'm going to hit you again, son. 
I'm going to hit you again, gal. Now you've surrendered, and now that you've surrendered, I'm going to take you off into prison camp, and you know, we'll march down the trail through the jungle, and I'll put, uh, you know, toothpicks or whatever under your fingernails and light them on fire, and I'm going to torture you. Now, I mean, that, in some ways, that's what I think of when I think of surrender. That somehow I've gotten beaten and this is a bad thing. But obviously, when you surrender yourself to the will of God, you're trying to do what God wants you to do with your life. Again, the idea of it, and I, I use the word too in preaching sometimes. I'll say, you ought to be surrendered to what God wants you to do. Another definition of surrender uses the word yield and uh, frequently a synonym. But often, on the other hand, uh, surrender has a, yield, a little bit more, sometimes an involuntary yielding. You know, that you got to do it. And uh, that it's you're going into something bad when you surrender. You've been beaten. Now, when you look at the text in Romans 12, 1 and 2, which you know, is the verses from which we preach a lot of these messages, it says uh, it doesn't say we should surrender. But on the other hand, it says we should present our bodies a living sacrifice. And, uh, you know, wholly acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. You know, if I'm presenting my body a living sacrifice... I'm not being taken away, captured. I'm not being dragged out. I'm saying, I want to present myself for your service, sir. I'm here. Right? I mean, and uh, that's, uh, that's what we ought to do with God. We ought to go present ourselves and say, God, I'm here. I'm ready to serve you. Doesn't matter where or what or how, but you shouldn't wait for God to capture you in your life and take you off kicking and screaming. You ought to be, we ought to, all of us ought to be presenting ourselves for service to God and say, God, what do you want me to do? I want to take the initiative. I'm going to present myself. But that's, that's what it said. Present your bodies a living sacrifice. First Timothy 3, 1, I use sometimes, I got reading that, and it talks about, well, you know, talking to young people a lot and traveling, I suppose, more with the tour groups, one thing or another, and so often, well, I don't know, I'm not sure God's called me, I'm not sure where I'm going to go, and I don't know, really know what I'm going to do, I don't necessarily feel called to full-time ministry, and uh, that kind of thing. I, I was thinking of the Bible again the other day, I, I try and think about that some. And First uh, Timothy 3, 1 says, if any man desire the office of a bishop, he desireth a good work. And I thought, you know, I guess it's okay to want to be a preacher. I mean, that's what the Bible says. It's okay to desire that and say, God, here I am, sir. I'll present myself for service. Here's my body. It's all I have, body, mind. You know, you can't serve God without a body. Well, the reason you ought to keep it clean and do right with it and everything else, but that in the sermon tonight. But our Bible says that we ought to present our bodies to God to serve Him. We ought to take the initiative. We ought to desire to serve God. And so certainly, all of us should be surrendered or yielded to do whatever God wants you to do in your life. You ought to present yourself for that service. And you ought to say, God, I'm here and I'm ready. And uh, if you haven't told God at some point in your life that you're going to do whatever He wants you to do, you ought to do that tonight. And I think sometimes, and I'm sure in this conference, I've had pastors, others say, well, we're bringing in more teens tonight. We've got some in the public schools that couldn't get off during the day from, oh, the Lexington area or around, you know, 50, 75, 100 miles from here that have brought teen, I'm sure that have brought teenagers in tonight. 
that weren't able to get off during the conference. And uh, I'm sure, you know, in the youth group, there's uh, youth groups in general. There's undoubtedly teenagers here tonight, maybe adults, that have never come to the point in your life when you said, God, I'll do whatever you want me to with my life. I'm, I'm just yours. Dr. Lee Robertson used to preach a lot. We were members there. My wife was reared in that church. Went through Bible college there under his leadership. He used to preach a lot about dying to self. Except a grain of wheat, fall on the ground and die, it abideth alone. But if it die, it bringeth forth much fruit. You ought to die to your needs and your ambitions and what you want in life. You ought to decide, I want to serve God with my life. You shouldn't wait for Him to whip you or beat you or chain you up. And drag you off. He's not taking you to a prison camp. He's taking you to the most glorious life in the world. Now, I don't know. Maybe he wants you to be a pastor. Maybe he wants you to be a missionary. Maybe he wants you to be a Christian school teacher. Maybe he wants you to be a layman. I don't know what he wants. But all of us ought to be willing, eager, to do whatever God wants us to do. Certainly that makes sense. I mean, first place, I'm not my own. <laughs> I'm bought with a price. I don't belong to myself. He redeemed me. He created me. And I was His by right of creation. And then, and the human race, we all strayed from Him. I, I strayed in Adam. I strayed again individually and, and sinned against Him. But He died and saved my soul. And He bought me back. He redeemed me. I'm His. You're His. He owns me. I don't have a right to make decisions in my life. I mean, I belong to God. And so do you. And young person, if you're a born-again Christian, you belong to God. You know, it's not your body. So if I want to mess up my body with drugs or this and that, other things, hey, it's, it's my body. I can do what I want to with it. It's not. This isn't my body. <laughs> Get a better one. Uh, but you know, this isn't my body. It belongs to God. I'm supposed to do what He wants to with it. And if you're a born-again Christian, He purchased you. And because He owns you, you ought to be living your life and doing what He tells you to do. You ought to be trying to serve Him. I mean, you ought to yield your life to Him. You ought to surrender to Him. You ought to present yourself to Him for service because He purchased you. You ought to do it because He loves you. Nobody. What a friend we have in Jesus. All our sins and griefs to bear. What a privilege to carry. Everything to God in prayer. Oh, what peace we often forfeit. Oh, what needless pain we bear. All because we do not carry everything. Hey, I've got a friend that sticks closer than a brother. Mom and Dad, I love the song we sing about heaven. And a little line in there, Mom and Dad will be singing, heaven's praise will be ringing for the dearest friend I ever had. I'm looking forward to standing at that, at, around the throne that day and singing praise to him. Jesus loves you. We teach the little children, Jesus loves me. This I know for the Bible tells me so. Boy, it's a great truth. You got the Word of God. You got, I mean, Jesus loves you. So I don't know who loves you. Who loves me? Some of you, unfortunately, wonder if mom and dad love you. Wonder who loves you. Jesus loves you. 
He died for you. That ought to show you something of love. Now he did die for you, and so he, not only did he die for me, and so he owns me, and I ought to serve him, I ought to surrender my life to him, I ought to present myself to his service, because he died for me, but now also because he loves me. And I, I mean, it's great to serve people that love you. It's one of the great things about marriage. My, and my dear wife and, and the time that we can spend together and what the joy that we have in serving God together and serving each other. I enjoy serving her because she loves me. That's a great thing. He purchased you. He loves you. He knows what's best for you. You know, you think and, you know, well, I think I've got a plan that's better than God's plan. No, you don't. I like the statement I quoted in chapel the other day. I heard when I was probably 20 years old and going through trying to decide. I told, mentioned this morning wasn't right with God when I got out of high school, reared in a good Christian, good home. Mom was saved. Dad wasn't. But it was a good home, stable home, good people. Say about my dad, sometimes the old timers used to say uh, he lived a better Christian life than a lot of Christians. Now, I don't know. I mean, you can't live a Christian life if you're not a Christian, but... You know, old timers used to talk like that. Had a good home. And, uh, but anyhow, but I wasn't right with God. Went to secular college and someplace in there, God started working on my heart and just showing me, made me think, you know, eternity's forever. I ought to give my life for something eternal instead of something temporal. Somebody made a statement, God always gives his best to those who leave the choice up to him. And he does. You know, if you go to God and say, God, you pick for me. You're going to do better than if you pick for yourself and say, God, can I do that without you killing me? Yeah. My wife and I have three children, nine grandchildren. We love giving to our kids and grandkids. One of my... Daughter-in-law, it's out of town, called the other day, and they got something special coming up. And uh, our, one of our grandsons wanted to, you know, wonder, and, you know, they were wondering if I had some piece of Green Bay Packer uh, outfit that he could wear on a special day at school. It's six years old, I think, something like that. Is he six? She's not sure either. And uh, But he's about six years old. And I'm a big Green Bay Packer fan. I was reared in Wisconsin back in the 60s, you know, when they were have far, when they, not far, before Favre, Starr and Horning and Taylor and, uh, you know, Ray Nitschke and all the fellas. Super Bowl, before Super Bowl one and two. Back at the Ice Bowl and things like that. But anyhow, uh, so she caught, wondered if I, and I thought, and I said, no, I just don't. She said, well, do you think Paul would have anything like that? And, uh, over at his place, they've got, and I said, no, I really don't. And I, was try- I said, what size is he? She said, a six. So I'm thinking, I don't have one, but I'm going to get him one. And I poked around online this afternoon, and I couldn't figure out the sizes and all that. So I, got, I was getting all. So I just called back and said, look, I'm trying to. You didn't ask me to do this. And she didn't. Didn't even hint at it. But I said, I, w- I, ju- I just want to buy him one. And I don't know about shipping and everything else. I don't know. Just go buy him something. Let me know how much it is, and, and we'll, we'll make sure he gets it. They didn't ask for that. But I love him, and I love, my, I love the kids, and I just want to do it. 
He got a better deal out of it than it, you know than the old T-shirt that they asked for. Got a new outfit because I love him. God loves you more than I love my grandkids. I think, according to the Word of God, even more than my wife loves our grandkids, although I'm not sure that's possible or not. But anyhow, that's a joke. It's supposed to be. That's as close as I get to humor, I guess. So I'm not much of a youth conference speaker. I don't, I don't, have, I don't have booger stories. I don't have basketball stories. I don't have... You know, but anyhow... Uh, God loves you. God always gives His best to those who leave the choice up to Him. And my grandkids say, Grandpa, you pick. By and large, they're going to come out ahead of what they would have picked. Because I love them. And uh, God, you ought to surrender your life to serve God. He purchased you. He loves you. He knows what's best for you. You give your life to God. It leads to an abundant life. Jesus said, I've not come to take your life. I've come that you may have life and have it more abundantly, John 10.10. 10. And there's nothing like the Christian life and serving God and being surrendered or yielded or presented for His will and saying, God, just whatever you want, I'm here present myself for service this morning, God. I want to yield myself to you, and I, I, just, I just want what you want in my life. Some of you young people, you're holding out on God, and you've got something there where you're thinking, well, I don't know, I've got my own plans. And uh, you know, I want to make sure I get a bigger car and a prettier girl and a faster car and better clothes, and I want this and I want that, and i got all these dreams. I've been around a long time. Most of those dreams just flat out don't work out. You know, these preacher, the young men I meet traveling around the country, you know, I've surrendered to be the next Russell Anderson. I say, oh, you've surrendered to be a millionaire, huh? I don't say that to them individually. I started saying it in sermons, and they don't say it to me anymore individually. And I mean, you know, praise God for Russell Anderson. He's a personal friend. I love him. I admire him. He calls me. We talk. Praise God for the way God has used him. But as far as that goes, he didn't surrender to give millions. He just started giving what he had. And God blessed him. To where he's given over 35 million into God's work. And still going. But he didn't start out saying, well, I think my goal is give 35 million. He said, my goal is give what I have. And witness and go out soul winning night after night during the week and pray that God had blessed the business. Most of those fellows I see a few years later, they're, they're not close to millionaires yet. It, it doesn't, why don't you decide to do what God wants you to do with your life? Why don't you just say, God, I'll surrender. I'll yield. I'll volunteer. Would you be enlisted as a volunteer? I'll volunteer. I'm just going to present myself for your service and do whatever you want me to do. Now, that's about half the message tonight. And maybe a little, I meant to go a little more quickly through that. But uh, about half the message, about half my time. Now, I figure in a crowd like this, probably most of you have made a decision like that at some point in your life. 
This conference, we go after our goal. I mean, we advertise and promote the preaching. We have a good time and all that kind of stuff. But we promote the preaching. We promote what we are here. And the standards and the soul winning and the separation and everything like that. And my guess, you know, the crowd we get to come to a meeting like this, talk to numbers of several youth directors, pastors who said, well, we brought our best. We had contests. We had ways they could earn a way to get out of school a few days and come. We brought the best kids here. And I'm sure probably most of you here in the auditorium tonight, maybe 60, 70, 80 percent of you, 90 teenagers, have already made a decision like that. And as I've been preaching, you've been thinking about, okay, I can call. I, yeah, I remember that night. It was in a church service. Our pastor preached or we had an evangelist in. Or it was a special revival. Or the, maybe it was in a youth meeting someplace. Maybe it was here a year or two ago. And you walked an aisle and you made a decision and you said, God, I've surrendered myself to your will. Presented myself, yielded myself to you. Maybe at a camp. A lot of those decisions made it camp. And I think you know, to those of you who've made that decision someplace or another in your life, I'd like to talk to you for a minute. I think a lot of us, have, I think teenagers especially, and maybe all of us, but teenagers, I think you get the idea, okay, I've surrendered my life to God, now I'm kind of on cruise control. Till I get to the next big point. You know, I'm 13, 14, I surrender to do whatever God wants. Maybe surrender to preach, maybe just surrender, do whatever God wants. I'm 13, 14 years old. So next thing I do, so I just kind of float along here, finish high school. Once I get done with high school, I guess then, since I've surrendered to God's will, I ought to pray about what God wants me to do next. But until then, I've kind of, I'm kind of set. Right? I mean, I'm surrendered. And I'll just kind of float around until I get done with high school. And uh, then uh, I'll try and listen to what God wants me to do. If I don't, some of you feel like if I don't hear him speak audibly, which odds are slim, you're not going to do that. Or I don't have some bolt of lightning, lightning hit me or something. You know, I guess maybe I'll just do nothing. <laughs> but I was willing if God had, you know, knocked me down or done something. I don't know what, but <laughs> I was willing but uh, yeah, that's a little. That's not quite in the presenting your bodies a living sacrifice, presenting yourself for service to God. But you kind of float along through high school, and then you get you'd say, okay, I guess I'll go to Bible college. And which one am I going to go to? And and so you get off. And I think even a lot of our Bible college students, students in Bible college, then you feel like, well, okay, I surrendered to God's will when I was 15, finished high school. Here I am in Bible college. And I'm kind of just on cruise control, floating along, till I graduate. And uh, then, when I graduate, I'll ask God again, what do you want me to do next? And uh, But on the other hand, if you're surrendered to God's will in your life, that ought to affect what you do today. It's not just about what you're going to do when you finish high school. It's not just about what you're going to do when you finish Bible college. Am I going to be a missionary? Am I going to be a pastor? Am I going to stay here and work? What am I going to do then when I finish? No, if you and I are surrendered or yielded or presenting ourselves to, for God's service, that ought to affect, affect us today. That means when I get up in the morning, when you get up in the morning, if you're a surrendered, a, a dedicated, a, a yielded Christian, you go to God and you say, God... <laughs> Let's see, I'm going to start off my day. I think I know how you want me to start it off. 
I'm surrendered to you, God, so I'm going to start my day reading your book this morning. I mean, wouldn't, don't you think that's what God wants you to do when you get up in the morning? Sometime during the day for sure. So if you're, if you and I are surrendered to God's will, then that's something that we would do. It's not, again, being surrendered to God's will or yielded or presenting for service isn't what's going to affect me four years from now. It's what's going to affect me right now. It's going to affect what I do when I leave the service tonight and how I do it, who I'm with, what you do through the night, what you do tomorrow morning. If you and I are surrendered and we've presented ourselves for his service, then when I get up in the morning, I ought to read his word. When it's time, I think God wants me to, if I'm yielded to him, sometime or another I ought to be praying, shouldn't I? I think that's God's will for me today. You know, most of God's will is not mysterious. It's right here. Now, God doesn't tell you whether he, you know, which Bible college He wants you to go to in this book. He gives you principles about what you ought to do. He doesn't tell you where you ought to go to pastor, or if you should go to pastor individually. And He doesn't. He doesn't tell you where to do it. But He pretty much tells us in here what we ought to be doing. Most of God's will is not mysterious. I mean, it's right there. <laughs> yeah, do you think it was God's will for you to pray today? I do. So, well, Brother Jordan, why do you say that? Because I read a verse that says, pray without ceasing. I thought, oh. Guess that means all of us supposed to be praying all the time. Well, I just don't like to pray. I'm yielded to God, so I don't need to pray. I already made a decision to yield my life to God. I'm yielded to Him, surrendered to His will. I don't really need to read my Bible and pray anymore. Well, you're not surrendered to God's will there. You may have said, I'll go to Bible college a year. But you're not surrendered if you're not reading your Bible. If you're not praying. You're not surrendered to God's will. You know, if you, when you get dressed in the morning... You ought to be saying, you know, God, are these clothes that are going to glorify you? Is this what you would want me to wear today? And uh, we heard some preaching about that already this morning. But, yeah, you know, it's not mysterious. And, uh, yeah, again, being surrendered to God, presenting yourself. You know, if you're coming into, if you're in the army and you come in and you say, yes, sir, presenting myself for service. I mean, there's a certain way you ought to be dressed, right? If I'm going to go to God and say, yes, sir, presenting myself for service this day. Well, when I'm rolling out of bed, maybe there's not a certain way I'm supposed to be dressed yet. But at some point, there's a certain way I ought to be dressed. And I do, you say, you roll, yeah, I do. I kind of, my alarm clock, my, well, my, Phone is my alarm clock. Now it's kind of down there on the floor, so if nothing else, i I got to kind of roll out of bed to get it over there. At least that gets me out of bed. So I do roll out of bed in the morning. doesn't get easier when you get older. So I'm just hoping I don't break a rib or something rolling out of bed. I did go roller skating a good bit today still. But anyhow, when I get dressed, I ought to be saying, God, is this something that is going to glorify you? When I'm with my parents, as a teenager, a child, I ought to obey them. According to the Word of God. 
You can't be right with God and not right with your parents. And as an adult, I mean, you ought to honor your parents at all times. As a child, children, obey your parents in the Lord. But all of us ought to honor our parents at all times. And if I'm surrendered to the will of God, teenagers, you're surrendered to the will of God. They cut down a lot of bickering, fighting, arguing, and so on in the home. Well, I didn't mean that. I just meant I'd go to Bible college. <laughs> I didn't mean I had to be nice to my parents all the time, too. But if you're surrendered to the will of God, God's will isn't just for a year, five years, ten years. God's will's today. And if I'm doing what God wants me to do today, He's going to have easy time showing me what He wants me to do tomorrow. When I listen to music, I ought to listen to Christ-honoring music. When I'm with people, lost people, I ought to witness. When it's time, I ought to go to the soul-winning program that's run by the church. When I talk with others, my conversation ought to honor God and avoid profanity and off-color jokes and innuendos and all that kind of garbage. Time to go to church, I ought to turn off my cell phone. And I, I mean... You know, I'm not opposed to the gadgets. I got a some plate one of these I got a new i4 the other day and I use it and I text on it and I get my emails and brother Fugit and I think you've got a 4S, don't you? Or no? An Android. An Android. Okay. And uh I mean you know, we're not a, we're not preaching that it's wrong to have them or you, 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 they're tools. They can be misused. But they're also wonderful tools. And you, I mean, you use them and, and, you know, we, college, we get computer lab, we put limits and filters and all that stuff on it. Good a filtering system as you can get. But, uh, you, you, anyhow, you present yourself for service. And you say, God, I want to do what you want me to do. So again, I guess in conclusion tonight, I'd say to those of you that are here tonight where you say, Brother Jorgensen, I've really never even thought about what God wanted me to do with my life. I've just, somebody said, come on, we're going to have fun. <laughs> There's three stooges, they act crazy. Sometimes they come out of the ceiling, you never know what's going to happen. I just showed up tonight. Once you decide to yield your life to God, surrender to Him, present yourself to service and say, God, I'll do what you want me to in my life. I'll let you make the decisions for me. I'll read this book and see what I can find in here. And I'll try and go according to God's Word. And I'm going to try and do what God wants me to do in my life. You want me to go to Bible college? I will. You want me to go be a missionary, pastor, assistant pastor, Christian school teacher, businessman, bricklayer, farmer, whatever. God, I just want to do what you want. You ought to make a decision like that tonight. Brother Fugit's going to preach in a little bit. You never made a decision like that. You ought to come down here, get on your knees and pray and say, God, whatever you want. You ought to go back then and tell your youth director, whoever brought you, that you made the decision. But the rest of us, probably 80, 90 percent of us, that have done that at some point at a camp somewhere, or a school chapel, or a Sunday night church service, ought to come and say, God, I haven't, I, I mean, I made that decision, but I haven't been presenting myself for service. All the time like I ought to be. I've not been following what I know to be your word as I read, your will as I read it. 
I'm willing to go where you want me to go, but sometimes it's hard to read when you want me to read and pray when you want me to pray and do what you want me to do. God, I just want to serve you. I want my life to count for eternity. I'll make a difference for Christ in this world. Let's pray. Father, thank you for the opportunity to preach here tonight. Thank you more than that for the opportunity to serve you. Forty-three years now, full-time ministry. Thank you for your goodness and the abundant life. God, pray there be young people here tonight that 43 years from now would have the joy that my wife and I have tonight after serving you these decades. Working hearts through the rest of the night and the invitations to come, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen.